Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the Live tab. Mr. Rocco has been dancing since he was a child. He's a member of the Actors' Equity, Screen Actors' Guild, and AFTRA. Since age 10, he has enjoyed a professional acting career in national television, advertising and commercials for Burger King, Wendy's, Jell-O, Rayovac, Hires, Bubble Yum, and as the High Sea Kid. He performs in a national touring production of Jerome Robbins' West Side Story, was a contestant on Star Search, and performed in many industries. He has worked with such luminaries as Sammy Davis Jr., Nell Carter, Lola Falana, Debbie Gibson, and Prince. His professional acting training includes the renowned The Acting Studio, Inc. in New York City. His establishment of Broadway-bound Dance Center in 1990 was a dream come true. As we approach National Autism Day on April 1, 2016, I wanted to bring on a very special guest that is currently transforming lives through dance for kids with special abilities. He is my mentor in this area, has encouraged me to start a program like his Beyond Boundaries in our local area, and is leading the way for kids with special abilities to experience the joys of dance. It's my pleasure to have Mr. Rocco Santarufo on today's show. Well, I want to thank you, Rocco, for taking the time to be with me on the show today, and I'm super excited to have you. Thank you. So let's go back to the beginning and talk about your journey into the arts. How did that start for you? For me, I started dancing when I was nine years old, not thinking I would really do anything with it. I just love movement and love music. And then I just started doing television commercials as a child and theater. And then at 20 years old, I just got out of the show business arena. And I moved into working for myself and teaching. I opened up my own school at 20 and uh, I guess 26 years later, I'm still going. Well, that's an inspiring story. I love talking to all of our guests because everyone has a different journey to get to the arts, but yet we all find this place that we like to call home, and that's fantastic. True, true, very, very, very true. Can you tell me a little bit about lessons you've learned on your journey into the arts and how they've shaped you as a business owner? I, I think that it's really built in me... Um, be able to manage rejection and let myself know that um, I'm basically not right for everything and it just accept myself more for what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are and really hone in and ta- it's taught me to really see what are my strengths and it's having me going down that, that path to focus more on where, I'm, where the strengths lie and use that to my advantage to become 
within myself or financially more successful or uh, more um, artistically gratifying. Um, and then just be able to share what I love is movement and passion about dance to young children's, uh, you know, minds and hearts. Yeah, and that is so great. I know that I've talked to lots of people in the past, too, where we discuss how schools approach learning and focusing on strengths and weaknesses. And often I find that schools are focusing on our kids' weaknesses rather than lifting up those strengths. But I feel, but I feel like what you said in the arts, the arts is a place that can really nurture that passion. It can nurture those strengths to help them become more confident. So when they're in the classroom, that really can go a long ways. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show this week was that we have a, a national celebration coming up April 1st, and that's National Autism Day. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the special program you have created in your school for kids that learn differently? Uh, well, that's a great way of putting it, Young, that they learn differently. And it's taught me a lot about myself, and it's really taught me more patience. Um, and for me, it means a lot more than the typical kid who comes in and really has much more of an understanding of what the process is of a dance class, the four walls, what's expected of them. Um, but for me, it happened by accident where I was at the park performing with my dance company and two young girls came in to watch the show. They were 16. One was nonverbal and one was verbal. And the mom had just had asked me, have I ever worked with children with, you know, special, I call special abilities and not special, you know, special needs. Um, and I just said no. And we just, I said, let's just do a half hour class with the two girls. And it was really successful. And it was just such a connection made for me with them. And I'm sure vice versa. And then the mom went back to her school where these two young ladies uh, go. And there was a lot of talk. And then the principal called me. It just kind of snowballed basically on its own without you know, doing the business model and going after it. Um, and it just snowballed into itself. I teach now at, uh, outside of four different schools. I go in, and then we have a small little program here for, uh, you know, children and teens with special abilities, um, which is a wonderful thing, and it's joyful. I brought in my typical senior dance uh, company kids to shadow some of the kids who need much more um, assistance. It's just been a wonderful thing. Um, it's just taught me a lot. It made me appreciate a lot more in my own personal life. And I think it's, uh, it's just a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I love that you use the term special abilities because that's such a unique perspective. I feel like, again, you know, a lot of times society focuses on the negatives, what we're not able to do. And what I love that you do is these are special kids with special abilities and, and they learn differently and you make a place for them, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's great. It's really wonderful. And I mean, and no class is ever the same. I mean, sometimes I'm not running the class. The students are because basically they may be in a different headspace. So I need to go with where they need to go. Eventually hoping bringing them back, but just following them and letting them lead and finding out how to connect with individual and basically it's kind of different from I guess thinking about it uh, from a typical kid some kids learn by watching some kids learn by listening some kids learn by you know doing it's you know so it's really all the same but it's just being more keenly aware and paying attention to the individual whether it be 
Right. I could not agree more. And I think that what you said earlier about them being able to, you know, sometimes they run the class because they are in that headspace where they need to be a little bit more independent of you, but you're there still to guide the process. And I think that's a, a, a really, really great lesson for us as parents and for all the listeners out there who are educators to know when to step back and when to step in to best assist and lift up those kids. too and, and I love that you have that the team approach it's not just you trying to work with the kids but it's taking what they have at school and what those teachers are doing and working on with them talking to the parent and talking with you and then including the kids so there's four different people coming together to make this a successful event for them True. Yep. Yep. so if we have listeners um, today that maybe they have kids that have special abilities how do you feel that the arts can positively impact them? Oh, I just think it's so wonderful. Well, first of all, if you look at statistics, most of children are just, you know, have a, a weight obstacle and just, you know, not getting too out of the box. But our food that any typical child is eating is just not great. So just the physical activity, the physical activity of getting kids in more oxygen and moving feeling alive. Music uplifts everyone. And in my dance class, and I think I shared this earlier, there's no wrong and there's no right. Expression. You, we cannot tell anybody that your feelings are wrong or the way you express yourself is, is not correct or not right. That's how they express themselves. So feeling free, listening to the music, um, feeling confident about themselves, that they're being socialized with kids or making new friends in the classroom, um, and just having a joyous time, creating an environment that they feel, oh, I belong, oh, I'm a part of. It's so enriching. They understand everything. They understand everything. You know, I don't treat them any, any differently. They need to follow the rules. They need to understand the four wall boundaries. Yes, they have their moments, so we give them a class moment, a class break, you know, but they really understand. They really understand. I don't know if I've given you any 
you know, shared, answered your question. No, you've shared a ton just in that little bit. You had said, um, you know, in your classroom, there's no wrong, there's no right, there's just expression. And I think it's so true for these kids with special abilities because often they're not able to express themselves in a manner that's healthy and positive. Correct, all day. Typical kids, kids with special abilities, they're sitting in a seat all day. They're sitting in a seat all day for like six, seven hours. So to be able to get out and just, you know, just, just meet friends, have to build relationships. Friendships were built here at, at the studio. It's wonderful. When you can take a group of mere strangers and then after a few weeks, they're good buddies and good friends. And then they start taking those relationships outside of the studio, into school. And that only does so much just to serve them in their lives. Mm -hmm. True. Yes. If we have parents who are listening who are seeking out programs for their kids, I know I've talked to several parents who've come to me and, and we're starting a little pilot program here very soon based on what you've shared with me and what I've learned from you over the time we've known each other. You know, and they share stories with me about their children not being able to participate in activities because of their special ability and they're feeling excluded what can you say to these parents about finding an activity that's going to be a good fit for them? Well, it's been my experience, Young, that all of any child who has special abilities, I find a lot of the parents are very um, tenacious, very tenacious. Um, and they really, I don't like the word fight, but they really push for their child because they because it's been their experience, as you just shared a moment ago, about it being challenging because there may not be enough of the diversity of activities like a typical kid would have. But my suggestion would be is to be vigilant. If your kid likes to kick a ball, well, then you go to every soccer player, you go to every coach, you go to every... You just start it yourself. You just keep researching. You get on blogs. You just do research. You just become insistent. And if nothing's happening... Started yourself. It's not about the soccer ball. It's about kids getting out there and exercising. You know, meeting other kids, building relationships, building self-confidence, feeling that they matter, feeling that oh, I'm doing it also, feeling that they belong. It's bigger. If you can't find it, build it. And that's such a great lesson for everyone. If you can't find it. Build it. And that speaks volumes about what you've been able to do in your community, starting your school and, the, and then starting this program for kids with special abilities. It was just sort of a, a natural springboard because it wasn't there. So you went out and built it. So I commend you for that. Great. I love it. I love it. Rocco, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you if they have more questions? If anybody wants to start a program, I'm so, I have a lot of material. I am a teacher by trade, and I think I'm only successful because people have been there to help me launch me to my next step, whatever that would be in life, in business. So I'd be more than welcome to just help anybody that's looking to just gather information. Um, the best way, I guess, to reach me would be through my email. If you want me to share that now, I will. Sure, that would be lovely. It's R as in Rocco, S as in Sally, B as in Butterfly, B as in Butterfly, D as in Dog, and C as in Cat. At MSN.com. I will make sure that we put that email link 
directly to you in our show notes as well. So they can reach out directly from our site to you and ask you any questions that you have, that they have. Something that I would, lo- I would love to do, but I'm, I'm getting older, so I'm looking to see where will my life take me now, approaching the 50-year-old mark. But it's been something that I've been, I've been thinking about is to have a school of just people who, who have special abilities. So that's in an environment where it, it's basically just for kids that are trying, or parents have a hard time finding kids or, or facilities or spaces for kids who just want, want to be like a typical kid. And starting a school or environment just for kids that um, have special abilities. That's just something that's been sitting in the back of my um, head. If there's anyone that could do that, it's you, Rocco. Just you have such passion for this arena of education, and just speak, oh. speaking with you about how your program has developed has really opened my eyes and, and my perception to the possibilities because there are many. Before we say our goodbyes today, is there one parting piece of advice you could give to our listeners about fitting their kids with special abilities into the arts? Well, I will say this. I don't know if I'm going to directly answer your question, but this is even more profound than I think what, what you're asking. Our kids perform at the end of the year recital. They go on stage. They do the best they can with their dance, like any student. But to see students in the classroom and then see the difference in their eyes when they're on stage doing their dance and a thousand people in the audience watching them, I genuinely feel it in my gut and in my soul. I see that sparkle of the kids feeling that they're belonging and look at me, they're showing off and proud of themselves. It's, it's just, a, it's, just it's, a, it's an emotional moment. It's just a gratifying moment. And looking in that child's eye and seeing the gleam and the glow and the spark confirms why I do it. Because it's a season, it, just, it all comes to a culmination. And it's their own realization, wow, I'm kicking it, I'm living it, I'm like everyone else. So that's what I would share. Once again, I don't know if I answered your question, but that end of the season, seeing the kids on stage is just, um, and, and announced. The words are even kind of hard to find. That's great, and you answered it beautifully. I, I love that you talked about seeing that sparkle in their eye, because any parent, regardless of whether their kid attends regular school or they have special abilities, all a parent really wants is to see that sparkle in their kid's eyes and know they found a place to belong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Rocco, again, thank you so much for spending your very limited time with us on the show today. I appreciate you and commend you for everything that you do. Thank you. Please reach out if anybody would like more information or guidance or just to chat. I'm, I'm here. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Young, for everything that you're doing. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with a friend and leave us a review here on iTunes. Be sure to head over to artsmartparenting.com for free updates to help you raise a smarter kid through the arts. And if you're looking for more ways to propel your child's learning, Join me each Wednesday for a free live webinar where you'll discover how your child learns best, how to supercharge learning, and the often hidden mismatch between teaching, testing, and your child. 
Sign up today at artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I'll be sharing tips and tricks to incorporate the arts into your already busy schedule and expert interviews with artists, educators, and entrepreneurs on how the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. Until next time, I'm Young Pratt, your partner in raising smart kids.